Hey everybody, welcome back to Undone. This is episode 29. And today That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And today we're going to be talking about kind of a sensitive subject. So if you have small children in the car with you <laughs> or teenagers that you don't want to to hear this that we are talking about <laughs> and it's a very touchy subject. Oh, I see what you did there. I wish I had drums. I don't. I wish I had. <laughs> so, yes, we have gotten requests for this subject because I think it is very sensitive and it's hard to really like know what does God say about it? What should it really look like? What what does a healthy what does healthy sex look like, right? right? And whether we're talking about um, what does it look like if we're dating? Mm-hmm. What does it look like in marriage? What does it look like after we have kids? Right. So, <laughs> it doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that takes some getting used to again. Yeah. So, so we mm-hmm. want to talk about that because Kimberly, um, I I think that you talk about this a lot as far as like the importance of keeping a healthy mindset about it. Right. I didn't become a Christian until I was 23, so there was definitely before God and after God. And just mentoring people for the past 24 years, this subject is the big elephant in the room. It's something that everybody really wants to talk about, but then they don't really want to talk about it. Right. And there's there's a couple of avenues, and we might have to split this up into two sessions because it's such a big topic. Yeah. But one of the main topics is that sex was created by God. Mm -hmm. We should not be ashamed of this word. People have made this word to be something it's not. The world has made it to be sex is its own God and you must pursue it at all costs, Mm -hmm. no matter who you hurt, that it's it's a culture, we have a culture of sex. That is not the way that God attended it. And then the other side has made sex the dirty sex, whereas it's it's something you should be ashamed of. It's not something you should talk about. You shouldn't enjoy it. And all of a sudden, you should wait, 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 and then get married, and then you should flip a switch and become, you know, a cougar or whatever. A goddess in a bed. A goddess in bed. <laughs> and neither one of those is a healthy right. outlook. Mm-hmm. And so today I want us to unpack a little bit about what did God intend sex to look like and how can we fr- we reframe it for people in all different walks of life. Because no matter what area of life you're in, what season of life you're in, you're in, there has been there's there's things that we that we grapple with, things that we're struggling with. And so that's kind of what I think that we should talk about today is that sex is not a god. Right. That we have to pursue at all costs and our whole entire culture and our life should revolve around that. And sex is not gross where it's something we should be ashamed of and it should be dirty about. That God created sex and he said it was good. And that, you know, in Corinthians 10, it says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And and you're just like, okay, that's weird. I don't want to be having sex and be like, to the glory of God. Although a lot of guys might think that could be exactly what, you know, that's their thing. So that's kind of where I think we should go today. All right. Well, you're going to have to help me with this subject because like we kind of talked about in the last episode, you know, I got pregnant at a very young age, 16. So I don't think that my view, you know, on sex, sex was like your worth, you know? 
Right. So I feel like a lot of a lot of women struggle with finding worthiness. Right. And where do we find worthiness? And a lot of times I feel like that is in somebody else and that is in sex. Then we became Christians mm-hmm. and then we like I said last time we saw all these people mm-hmm. in their 20s, a couple in their 30s that were saving themselves and it was incredible because I'm like mind at the time I was like mind blown. Mm-hmm. How can you even do that? I don't you know understand I don't get it mm-hmm. you know and and what does that look like when you try to get to know somebody and everything like that so it wasn't until like I said about six months ago or so that mm-hmm. it really really hit home really right. maybe a year ago when we saw these people get married and and the journey mm-hmm. that that looked what that looked like and that was really incredible right one of the things is people that when the question is is it biblical, is it not biblical to have sex before marriage? And my answer is God designed sex to be lived out inside marriage. Right. And this is not a judgment. This is not because God's the ultimate killjoy. This is not because God is saying, you know, it's it's not what you see in the movies where only the, you know, the good girls wait and the bad girls don't. Right. We have to put all of that aside and see how God really designed it and why. It's not because he, it's not no, 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 because he's a God of rules. God is actually a God of relationship and he loves us. This is the important part. He loves us so much that he is trying to protect us. He wants something better for us. So when he asks us to wait for marriage, it is not good girls, bad girls. It is not this unattainable golden fruit that only good Catholic girls. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Uh, Not just because Margot grew up Catholic. (laughs) You know, that, you know, only the girls with the pigtails and the little uniforms or, or, you know, the ones that pretend to play church. It's not that. It's, he loves us so much because you're right. Women, we find our worth in sex in our bodies. You know that old saying, men give sex to have sex and men give women give sex in the beginning to find worth, to get mm-hmm. love. And it's more emotional for us. It's definitely more emotional. And and one of the reasons he designed sex to be inside of marriage is he understands that when you go to your marriage bed, that he doesn't want it to be more crowded than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Lehman, Dr. Kevin Lehman talks about that the marriage bed is one of the most crowded places there can be. Yeah. And you're going, okay, that's a whole nother subject. But what he's talking about is we bring our past relationships into our bedroom. Yep. We bring our mom and dad issues into our bedroom, Mm -hmm. how they viewed sex, how they talked about sex, the good, the bad, the ugly, that comes into it. Our birth order comes into play. You know, firstborns like control, you know, middleborns just like to please. These are generalizations. Right. And youngest are let's party, you know, but it's all, they're all out for themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so many, you bring abuse into your into the bedroom you bring any kinds of movies or what the hollywood everyone thinks that it whatever happens on a screen you know that the light fireworks are going to go off and it's going to be just this natural you know first time is just going to be you know the red carpet rolls out (laughs) as long as you have roses petals on the 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 floor in the bed that and everything's going to be fine and it's so much more than that and so that's why he designed sex to be inside of a marriage because he does not want your worth to be in your body 
He wants it to be in your the intimacy and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't want you to fear sex and make it shameful or something it's not. Right. So those are kind of the things that that God designed us to to have sex in marriage to protect us. Yeah, and and I like that you left off on that right. because I was listening to something and it's like God isn't this controlling father. We have fences around our yards right. to protect our children. Right. We make rules for them to right. protect them. As parents, we right. have to give them some guidelines to follow. And it's just the same with God. He's trying to give us these guidelines to follow right. because it is better for us. He knows better mm-hmm. for us than we do. Right. So I, I just loved that illustration of God isn't putting all these rules on us to, to keep us bound. Mm-hmm. It's just to really put healthy boundaries and to keep right. us safe. I like that you mentioned the sex before marriage thing right. because I've thought about this a lot. So Hebrews 13, 4, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexual, immoral, and adulterous. So basically that's saying keep the sex inside of your marriage mm-hmm. bed, right? And like you said, when you think about it, you do, you cannot help it but to bring all your partners and all right. your baggage and everything. Mm-hmm. And even if you haven't had sex, with somebody, you can still bring the emotional baggage of that relationship, right? But I think we can all agree that when you have sex with somebody, that it is that much deeper. Right. The roots of of hurt and bad thinking maybe, or Mm -hmm. however badly they made us feel, is so much deeper when we have had that intimate moment with them because it is so vulnerable. Right. When you think about it, women let, in order, the actual physical act, you are letting somebody inside of your body. Right. So when, you know, when you're doing that, so many times our culture has taught us because guys can, or -hmm. they say guys can, Mm -hmm. they can detach. When you let someone inside of your body, we were not created to detach from that. Right. It is definitely a big deal. And no matter how we try to downplay it, no matter how we try to act like quotation marks guys the act of putting letting somebody come into your body is is a very real thing Mm -hmm. and you always you're giving away a piece of yourself and I, i tried to explain this to my daughter when we were having this kind of talk is that every time you let someone into your body you are giving them control of it to a certain extent Mm -hmm. a piece of your heart a piece of that you know for women no matter how hard we try we cannot completely disconnect from that and one of the reasons God wants us to wait until we're married is protection for our heart he wants us to guard our heart so that it's kind of like a paper every time you kind of rip a piece of paper away and then you try to smooth it all out when you get married and, and everything the paper's still not smooth. Mm-hmm. And he, it's not asking necessarily about, oh, well, you just, you need to be pure as the driven snow. Although it's more about the, the wounds that can come from that, the pieces of the heart that you've left behind, the baggage like you talked about that is brought to your marriage bed. Mm-hmm. He wants to, to save us from the sexually transmitted disease. He wants to save us for the, the pregnancies that are going to to cause not cause issue what am i trying to say that where the man you know they're not in a relationship and sometimes they don't step up and help take care so Mm -hmm. you've got a whole other host i mean think about in biblical times if you got pregnant outside of marriage you were cast 
out. Yeah. You were put outside the walls, sometimes the city walls, and sometimes even left to die. So this was a huge marriage protection. I mean, a, a huge protection for the, the woman because the consequences are not the same for men and women all the time. And also to protect your heart, mind, and soul from giving away part of yourself too early. When we don't wait, when we don't obey and give God time to work out the stuff, we jump the gun. Literally, we jump tracks. I don't know. We jump steps. Mm -hmm. And so what what you're doing is when God is saying, hey, here's a relationship and I need you to work on it and I need you to learn how to communicate. Well, you don't have to learn how to communicate if you use your body. Right. <laughs> a, guy, a guy is not going to say, oh, I just really care what she thinks about. If he knows at the end of the night, he's definitely going to get sex. Right. So you'll notice that once you do go the physical route, that that's the end all to almost every date, to almost every time you're together. Yep. It's so, and women, we use our bodies to manipulate. Yeah. Well, now I've cried and you've upset me. Therefore, you're not getting that. Well, then he's going to do whatever he can (laughs) to pacify you so that he can get that at the end of the night. So once you introduce the physical part, you have jumped the the relationship you have put the court cart before the horse or the horse yes. before the, did I get it right you got it right yes. <laughs> and because you're you're now you're you're not following some certain steps right. that is meant to grow you and if you can't trust him to wait mm-hmm. then what happens can you trust him when you there's a time after maybe after you have a baby where you can't or after surgery can you trust him not to keep pressing that button on the computer can you trust him to not look sideways when things aren't going great in your marriage that beginning of intimacy that you're supposed to be growing and the waiting is not again to be a killjoy it's you guys grow in your obedience to me so that the times when when sometimes it's not working that you can still stay true to that Mm mm-hmm Somebody asked me one time, well, you know, now that you're a Christian, Mm -hmm. do you think you're forgiven? Are you going to hell? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that's a great, that's a great question, right? right? Because at the end of the day, it's like, well, well, I've made these choices. So now what? Now what Mm -hmm. happens? And I do, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend that, oh, I know all the answers or anything like that. But I do have to say that I don't think that Mm -hmm. that is God's character to just Mm -hmm. punish us when I want to be careful how I say this, he can redeem anything. Right. At the end of the day, he can redeem anything. Right. And so even though I had a child at a very young age, and even mm-hmm. though I had, you know, mm-hmm. sex before marriage, and mm-hmm. even though I did all of these things, man, the work in my heart that he's done over the last right. couple of years has been incredible. And, you know, I've repented, you know, mm-hmm. you say, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you work on the brokenness. And, Part of it is doing this too, really talking to people and trying to help them understand like why should they wait? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? But even if you do sleep with somebody Mm -hmm. and you you did that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not you're not the mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. You made a mistake, but you're not the mistake. Mm -hmm. And God can God can and will forgive Mm -hmm. and redeem anything. Mm I think one of my favorite pictures of God is, um, or words of God is that he is redeemer. Mm -hmm. So our God is a big God and our God is a loving God. And there's always consequences for some of our actions. But what is so amazing about this Jesus that we follow is that when people say, but I did 
all of this or you know this is all my baggage or you know this is all the things in my closet and Jesus says look at the cross right Jesus says look at the cross the my cross is big enough and that's what he was called that Jesus is the redeemer he is saying my blessed blessed child my blessed blessed daughter I love you so much and my blood is enough to cover all all your past all your sins, all those things that you might be ashamed of or not ashamed of. And he is saying, come to me mm-hmm. and let's let's work this out together. He is saying, I've got something so much better for you. So that is what I would just love if the bottom line is that Jesus is a is a loving God. He is a big God and he redeems everything. This this whole podcast is is one I hope nobody hears judgment. I hope they hear hope because in Romans 15, 13, it says the God of hope. It describes him that he God of hope. He's not one that just stamps the scarlet letter on you. Right. You don't get a scarlet letter. You know, when you get to heaven, you're not going to be like, okay, all those who are virgins, you get to go to the right. (laughs) And all of those you who are not virgins, you guys go to the left. Right. And I have to go through a special selection process with you guys Mm -hmm. over there. That's not how it works. Yeah. So I think that's what we need to know is that God can take two broken women like mm-hmm. you and I and say, I got a plan for you girls. And you are not your past. Mm-hmm. You are your future with me. And Amen. that's I think that's what's what's really incredible. Absolutely. So to end with, and then what we'll talk about next week is a little about like what does God look what does what does sex look like in the marriage because that's a big deal and that and again if you have any questions or things that after you hear that that you want to post and and that we might not have touched get it touched i said that again i'm so (laughs) juvenile then go ahead because we can revisit some of this go deeper with some of this because again this is such a big subject it's not like we're going to be able to hit all of the topics Exactly. And it can go anywhere. Right. That's the thing. It it goes into everything. So join us next week. We will be talking about exactly what Kimberly said. So much love. Live bold and blessed.